As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is good. It's the beginning of a beautiful relationship. Me too. I'm glad you don't dislike me. Yeah, I don't even know where one would get that. Welcome to today's edition of what did I miss? Joining me today is <clears throat> host of Fox Sports 1's First Things First and What's Right with Nick Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nick Wright. <laughs> How are you? Finally. M- finally. Michelle, this is amazingly <laughs> our first time speaking. I know. If I feel I, like we know all the same people, like mm-hmm. work with them, and yet this is our first time. Can I can I start this with a potentially awkward interaction? I'm Always. Going to actually. Yeah. When Gabe, who produces your podcast and produces my podcast and, you know, owns a company and best I can tell, lives on the beaches of Southern California (laughs) building his media empire. When he asked, when he told me that you wanted to have me on the show, I responded to him and said, I'll definitely do it. I'm afraid she doesn't like me, though. Wait, why? he said, well, so this reveals my own idiosyncrasies and I guess insecurities. Because Gabe asked that same question, and I realized I had no fucking reason to think he didn't like me. I just operated under the assumption that unless I have confirmation that someone likes me, I assume they're like that idiot. What? Don't like him. What are you, him. Kevin Durant? Right. You all I sensitive? Just <laughs> and then Gabe I, yeah, was like, I'm like, wait, I, did I, I don't say think something? that's accurate. Yeah, I don't think I've. No, I know who I don't like. You're not on the list. Yeah. No, there's, a, there's definitely that? a list. There's, you want to make? You want to? Should we just go? Oh, that's do the B block. Yeah, we're going to do the members B-block. we don't like. <laughs> My list is, it's not long, but it's its good. It's a good list. Yeah, you know what? That's confirmed. Mine as well. It's a short list, uh-huh. but it's, it's, it's bolstered by the fact that it's not just that I dislike them. It's a visceral hatred and rooting <sighs> for their demise. But right. we can save that for another okay, day. Okay, fine. Maybe well, you second know what? edition of the pod. <laughs> we'll start on a positive. Well, kind of a positive note, because uh-huh. we were going to start with Kevin Durant, and we will obviously get to Kevin Durant, but Serena Williams just in the last, I guess, hour or so has, it's funny because there's some people are reporting it has suggested, but she basically said she's retiring after the U.S. Open to concentrate on things that are, you know, more important to her. I'm assuming family and and empire building. So yeah, what I feel like this is a big, this is going to be a big hole left by Serena Williams. We've had a taste of it without her lately, but now it's going to be official. Oh, uh, yeah. And I mean, she's Obviously, I mean, this goes without saying, but one of the greatest athletes ever, I think the greatest female athlete ever, and I think that she was one of the people that proved 
that women's sports can be as highly rated and as intriguing as their male counterparts in mm -hmm. the right context. Like, I don't, we haven't yet had an opportunity to where, and I don't know what female athlete would have to come around for the WNBA to gain the type of traction compared to the NBA that the women's tour gained compared to the yeah. men's tour. But Serena being American, Serena being so overwhelming, the fact that we saw hmm. her from the very beginning because her sister was already a superstar, and then she was just, you know, she's going to have, I know she's, unless she wins the U.S. Open, going to, I guess, fall one shy of passing Margaret Court, Court but it, it, she's going to have every tennis record that matters, and it also feels like she probably could have won 15 more if she didn't have her hands in so many other endeavors and empire yeah. building, like you said, and is just a, an all-time legendary American athlete. And you're right. Like, I don't know it, you know, Simona Halep is not going to get people excited the no. way nothing. There is no one. I don't think Osaka is as naturally gifted as Serena. I, I just, I don't know. I think she is a truly once in a lifetime athlete. We need like a female curious. If we could get a female curious. I feel like that could be the person. Sure. That would maybe at least I can only speak personally like that I would be interested in. Um, you know what's crazy about that mentioning when she first started? People may not remember this. I do remember it because she was just the little sister. Like we only yes. knew Venus and we're like, oh, OK, so her sister plays tennis, too. OK, great. And it was not long before she was the story. And that's it's crazy for me to remember that because it wasn't that long ago. Seems like it well, was, but it wasn't. It was because Venus came out and Venus was the best in the world. Yeah. And people and no one assumed that her little sister was going to be better than her because she was the best in the world. And in short order, it, it wasn't even close. Mm -hmm. It was demonstrable and it was not debatable. And it also, by the way, speaks to, we admit on the men's side of things, obviously you have three guys with 20 plus majors and they all played around the same time. And it's like, mm -hmm. hold on, if one of them didn't play tennis, would one of these guys have 35 majors? Like. And you wonder with Venus and Serena, if Venus didn't play, would if Venus, you know what I mean, he had the, had the story yeah. they had, but then said, I'm going to do something else, would Serena have 30? Or flip side, if Serena didn't play, oh my would Venus have gotten to 15 or whatever Probably. it was? They, yeah, I think so. And then, and yeah, I mean, she was just, and I, you know, I go to the US Open every year. We don't talk tennis on the show because it's not, a great sport <laughs> television sports talk right. thing, but I love tennis. Tennis in person is awesome. Mm -hmm. And I have made two really bad strategic ticket buying errors, Michelle, because I Oh no. I, I don't I, I I bought four season tickets to the Brooklyn Nets five <laughs> days before KD demanded a trade. I'm gonna go ahead and say I bought at the top of the market. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead and say that was a bad That call. is not good business. <laughs> and I was offered last week to buy US Open tickets. Oh. And I was like, every year I buy them like as I'm walking up to the stadium. Right. You know what I mean? Once the day's already started and I get them for 40% off. But now that every Serena match could be her final match, mm -hmm. I feel like those tickets are gonna double. For or higher, so yeah, bad job by me. Couple that was tough over. though. That one, you, I mean, look, you can't. Uh, 
it, it, it is going to make the U.S. Open. Well, it was already must watch. I, I mean, the Grand Slams, but it's it's um it's going to be interesting. I'm kind of glad she told us before. Normally, I'd be like, oh, look at me. la la la, But she deserves it. And so I'm glad we know that she's planning on retiring afterwards so we can sort of uh, treasure it and watch it and they can give her all the tributes that they're going to give her. And, and I'm all I'm all here for it. So mate, you'll get those tickets back. It'll no, me, listen, no, I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm just going to pay through the nose for it. But it's just it will be very cool for the New York crowd yeah. to be when when she hasn't always obviously been treated great by tennis crowds. So the New York crowd, I would imagine, will give her a standing ovation before and after <laughs> every match as long as she's in the tournament. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, I'm excited for that. But, um, you know, the good news is everything's coming out in New York right now, as it should be. Uh, and you mentioned the Brooklyn Nets, and now, yeah. and now we begin. What the hell is Kevin Durant doing, honestly? Let me, let me see if I can sway you on this. I think Kevin Durant, I think this last move was a kind of brilliant move. The ultimatum. Because move. I okay. think it's the only, because I don't think, here's the thing. I don't think he necessarily even wants Nash fired. I think Nash is his friend. I think he no, I think he believes Brooklyn was considering keeping him. And now he made that untenable. I think oh he went God. there and said, fire these guys and I'll stay. Knowing Joe Sy's not firing them. But right. also knowing once I leak that, you can't then ask these guys to work with me. So I have now handcuffed your ability to keep me. Because you can't say you respect Nash as a coach, you being Joe Sy. And then tell him to coach me when I said I only want to be here if he's gone. I wouldn't even be shocked. Again, this is just wild speculation. If he gave Nash a heads up, I was going to ask you. You're you're gonna you're gonna hear some things. It's got you know it's not it's not personal. It's business. And I I want out of here. And that you know it seems like they're not going to trade me. And now now I feel like they have to trade him, Michelle. I don't think you can run for what. Like what? So what? Now, now they have to trade you. They're not getting what they want. So I, I wouldn't trade them. I don't care. I'm gonna be like, look, you need to just man up and stop being a baby. And it's gonna be awkward. And maybe we all need to have like a a couple drinks together and hash it out. But like, let me ask you this. Let's just say yeah. that that is true, right? And he goes to Nash before, and he's like, look, dude, we're 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 boys. Like, I'm just gonna warn you. I'm about to say some stuff. It's crazy. Just go with it. Okay. Would you be cool with any of this? Because publicly, it is quite humiliating. If I'm Steve Nash? Yeah. Well, if I'm Steve Nash, I don't love it, but I'm also like, yeah, boy, no one wanted to make me a head coach, and I got <laughs> to be one of the highest paid head coaches because you told them to hire me. So I guess this goes with the, with the you know, this kind of comes with the territory of I, I got this job because you said that you, you and Kyrie said to hire me. Steve Nash, I know everybody loves him has done a miserable yeah. job as a head coach. Yeah, I'm sure he's a great guy. I, speaking <laughs> of tennis, I hear he's an awesome tennis player. He is not a good NBA basketball head coach. And it, there's no reason to expect he would have been. He has no training and he is. He did an internship with the Warriors and that that's counts. it. And so, yeah, I understand that this is, in the short term, a bad look for Durant. But sure. in the long view, this is the best possible outcome for the NBA. And here's why, Michelle. The Nets are not a contender. They never have been. They never will be. But by breaking them up, we unlock all these other contenders. Kevin goes to Boston, and they're awesome and really can compete with Milwaukee even if they're healthy. 
Kyrie, and I know you love this one, goes and reunites <laughs> with LeBron. And oh, oh my goodness, do we have KD versus no. LeBron, Boston versus the Lakers, both teams no. gunning for Banner 18? Oh, I think we That's do. That's good, though. That is oh, good, Oh, my goodness. And do we have in the conference finals, do we have LeBron versus the Warriors again? But it's a fair matchup this time. Oh, we do. This is what everyone should hope for. It's the best case scenario for the NBA. Okay, so it. do you think realistically now that they pull off this trade? And, and is it Boston? Like, it's only Boston. Or do you think the Raptors are still in this at all? No, I don't. I don't think the Raptors are in it. Because even yeah. if they would include Scotty Barnes, what is very clear is you only want to trade for Durant if A, he wants to be there in some capacity, and Fair. B, you can win a championship. And the Raptors would have to trade Scotty Barnes and either Siakam or Fred Van Vliet, whomever. Whomever is left over, it would be the worst team Kevin Durant has played on since he was on the Sonics. God, that'd be awesome. <laughs> no, for real. But it it'd would be, be the worst team. The, the trade oh. that seemingly I'm the only person promoting, which I think is the best return the Nets could get and the best place for him to win, is New Orleans. Because oh, I think be Brandon fine. Ingram... Plus, a, you know, a one role player, you can pick who you want it to be, call it Larry Nance. And hmm. they have 30 first round picks. They can give all the picks. I think Ingram's a better player than Jalen Brown. So you get the young all-star, all the picks, and Katie is your number one option. Zion is your number two option. And CJ McCollum is an overqualified third option. I'm watching. That team can win right now. No, and I'm watching so, that. And by the way, Willie Green coached with the Warriors, and he and Durant have a good relationship. So but everyone, like nobody seems to like New Orleans except me. I think it's a I mean, top five all, American city. I oh, love I think, it. Well, eating, it's, it's top two probably. Yep. It's probably New it's, York, New Orleans, Chicago. If you're, if you're young, single, and rich, okay. So some of the most beautiful women in the world, uh, amazing culture, amazing food, I'd be a <gasps> god, and I can get <laughs> anywhere quickly. Like, That's true, too. Know. No, actually, I, I would watch this. I because yeah. that that New Orleans team when CJ got there was really fun to watch through the the end part of the season, like exciting, and you could see something was happening. Oh my God, I'm all in. And on what this. is I, I'd rather that a poor man's Kevin Durant? Yeah, exactly. That's what he and, is, and he seems to be doing okay. He's like he's okay. All right, I like no, this I, one better. Wait, okay, so this is the one thing I thought of when I, when I woke up this morning. It's the first thing I thought of, which is weirdly it was, but if you could give Kevin Durant a truth serum right now and be like, hey. Of all of this stuff that you've done, because he's not a bad guy. He does great things, but he does a lot of weird stuff, too, that we question. If you could take all of the weird stuff back, because to me, it feels like he's spiraling and like now he's just doing more and more crazy things. Do you think he would do it all differently or do you think he would do exactly what he's done with these sort of bizarro world? No, I I think there are there's two like fork in the road moments for KD that I think at the very least he would ponder long and hard over the first one is going to the warriors we don't have to relitigate hmm. that but right. what i think is missed in how we discuss that is people were not upset or would not have been nearly as upset with him leaving oklahoma city if he had gone literally to any other team in the league <laughs> except for cleveland you know, mm -hmm. he couldn't join lebron obviously no but anyone else if he had done anything else the blowback wouldn't have been there. And I think the next real question, and this is where, and I don't know Kevin personally, 
Yeah. So I don't know. This is just if I were him, which is a dangerous thing to do. And the <laughs> next one is, should I have? And, and the answer to this on a logical level is obviously no. But should I have, you know, teamed up with Kyrie? Or oh, did I get yeah. intoxicated by the talent and not look at the the reality of it? I don't think he regrets leaving the Warriors. And I think one of the most unfair things the media has done over the last 18 months, particularly the last few months, is have this take. Why'd Katie ever leave the Warriors? That was <laughs> stupid. And it's like, hey, you know why? Because we in the media shit on him for three years for going there. Yeah. We all, and I, I, I'm speaking, I shouldn't speak for you, but a lot of us said, I yeah. don't care if you win eight straight championships. I don't care how many shots you hit in LeBron's face. All the rings count for 10 cents on the dollar. So win 10 of them and you get one of them. Everyone said that. And so, I, and then he leaves and everyone's like, oh boy. Sure seems like you could have won a lot more titles there. If I were him, I'd be like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Well, he I, is. He, he is saying that to all right. of us all the time. And so, so I don't blame him for leaving there. I, right. I think, and I have made, listen, the, he has done a lot of things that intentionally or not are following in the blueprint of LeBron. But there's two things missing. One is he skipped the step that fixed all the hurt feelings for Le LeBron folks, which is the return and right. the win. So like if KD got, you know, had been, tr is traded to Oklahoma City, <laughs> who, by the way, I'm just going to draw a few parallels. I mean, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers had an, you know, all-star caliber point guard who'd never played in a big game. The Oklahoma City of Shea Gilgis Alexander. The Cleveland Cavaliers had a top two pick who they could have either kept or traded for an all-star Oklahoma City as Chet Holmgren. And the, they have all the assets to make the trade, but he doesn't seem mm -hmm. to want to go back there. If Katie had done that, then he's allowed to do, and it, of course he's allowed to do anything he wants, but the media then take, you know what I mean? Gives You're him a, hero. a pass on it. Yeah. The other thing that Katie, and this is, Katie had some very interesting tweets about a month ago when he was talked about leadership. And he basically argued, there, being a leader is not my job. It is the coach's job. My job is to go kick ass on the basketball court. And it, it feels hmm. odd for me to say KD doesn't understand this about sports, but don't take my word for it. Just take the word of almost any other all-time great athlete. They will tell you that is not true, that the leadership must come from someone who is a you know top-level player on a team and that is one thing that for all the criticisms or foibles one LeBron has, what no one can deny is for good or for bad, he has been the unquestioned leader and heartbeat yeah. of every team he's been on, and he gets guys to fall in line. And so, and Katie looks at it as, I think as, my job's out here to go out and score the easiest 30 anyone's ever done, scored. <laughs> and if that's not enough, then that's a you guys problem. And I kind of understand where he's coming from, but it's one of the reasons why he hasn't won as much as he probably should have. And it's also interesting coming from him because we all know we're very aware now of his his business acumen and, and what he's trying to do off the court. And I mean, a lot of that is leadership. Like it, it is part of, you know, if you want to do great things, you have to step up. And it's I'll be curious to see 10, 15 years from now as a businessman, if he's changes his mind on what makes a leader, or who's a leader, you know, who's supposed to be a leader. But 
It's it's hey look it's it could change in ten minutes. He might get what he wants in ten minutes. I just find it all amazing. Where dramatic. do you want him to go, or you want him to stay? I think he gets stuck there. I I just feel like he's not going anywhere, and then it's just going to make for the biggest distraction. You know, every game. Oh God, awful. See, that's why I don't think it happens. Is I don't think I don't think the Nets can look themselves in the mirror and say, oh yeah. We can overcome this and win a championship. And if you oh, no. can't win a championship with it this year, then this is the last chance you have to get anything back for Kyrie. You need draft picks. And the the long the older Kevin Durant gets and the True. less years left on the contract, the more of a depreciating asset he becomes. And yeah. so I just it'd be one thing if it was if they had reason to believe, you know what, got it out and win the title. But this team <sighs> was 16 wins away from winning a title. Their additions are Ben Simmons, Royce O'Neal, and TJ Warren. That threesome wouldn't win the big three, much no. less be enough to put you over the top for a championship. I know, but an ultimatum, if I'm Joe Sy, like I hate ultimatums. You present me with an ultimatum, I will 100% do exactly what you don't want. That's why I feel like he's just put, he's put a lot of grown-ass men with egos in a bad situation. And so nobody really wins. Like it's either I give in and you get your way, which I don't want to do, or I don't give in and you, you don't get your way and we lose anyway. So it, it's, just a, it's just a shit sandwich is what it is. He's really, really muddied this one up. <laughs> but we'll see. I'm glad I'm not them because I'm too stubborn. I, I would, I'd be like, I'll just tank this whole team just out of spite. But, but the, I guess the flip side to that is they tried to, I, the NBA is not, the real world, right? Yeah. It is, it is an odd spot where contracts matter until they don't. Yeah. And owners are on almost equal footing with a few select employees across the league. And they, tr they had every single person following basketball, casually or hardcore, if they were asked, hey, would you give Kyrie four years of max money, would say, of course not. If someone said, has Kyrie earned four years of max money? Of course not. With all that said, if they had done that, they still have a team. If they, 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 if they had acted, when they initially assigned Kyrie, they looked at it as, okay, maybe we want Kyrie, maybe we don't, but it comes with Kevin Durant, so it's a no-brainer. Right. They, they miscalculated that if we hurt, if we torch our relationship with Kyrie, it torches our relationship with Durant. And then all of a sudden, hmm. we are Ben Simmons's team. So if, God. you know, if, if you, it, I don't think they, I think that they mismanaged that. And I also think that it is very difficult to go from Katie and Kyrie run the team. You don't want Atkinson, he's gone. You want DeAndre, no problem. You want us to trade everyone for Harden, we'll do it. You want us to change our stance Jeez. on the vaccine, whether you're going to be a part-time player, deal. We'll do all of it. And then all of a sudden, come in and be like, we're changing the culture and taking our organization back, and you're going to be on a prove-it deal. Those guys, like I am in my household, my wife's the disciplinarian. I'm the kind of, uh, you know, the, 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 fun the good cop, if you will. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> So there's a couple elements to that, in addition to the fact that it irritates the hell out of my wife. <laughs> One is, if I raise my voice even a tiny bit, my kids react like I struck them. 
why are you yelling at me? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I, 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 but because it's not what they recognize for me. Yeah. And the other thing is when I try to get stern, no matter what voice I use, I think when I leave the room, they're like, daddy doesn't mean it. <laughs> give it time. And so I think that the, the, you can't be that, you know, that type of team with these guys for years. And then all of a sudden abruptly shift course when clearly at the end of the year, Kyrie thought he was, he, he gave himself a promotion at the end of the year. Yeah. He said, he, Sean, Katie and Joe are going to sit down and build the roster. And they're like, buddy, that negotiation with yourself is not going to go well. <laughs> it is a hot, hot ass mess for what I had hoped would be one of the good fun stories in the NBA. But maybe this is more fun. Maybe this is more good. It's gooder. Yeah. Um, but we're going to take a quick break. But before that, how do we get your son to play Byron Scott? Like, what do we need to do? Is it a petition thing? or? So I don't know. I feel like you have okay. Hollywood juice. <laughs> Shoot. I like, was in Sharknado have... 2, I think. So yeah, you're Yeah, right. that's it's, what I'm saying. Like, it's a big deal. <laughs> you've, crossed, you've been in commercials. You're, you're, you're like legit famous. I don't know. You've got to know someone or have some representation. Here's the thing. This, my son is 6'3", Dang, has okay. the exact same build as Byron Scott, Okay, played college basketball, has a measured at his, you know, when he was playing college basketball, 38-inch vertical, and a okay. silky jump shot. Now, you might be like, so why did he only play junior college basketball? No. Well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have growing pains as youth, and then we, whatever. But now, he's the exact, he's 24. He's the exact oh, age Byron good. Scott would be in winning time. He has the same haircut. He's slightly lighter skinned, but I would imagine, you, you know, you can do filters and stuff. You can fix that. He is the perfect Byron Scott. Now, the is he, can he perfect. act? Can he act? Do we know if he can act? It says in the thing, acting experience irrelevant. Oh, good. Basketball experience is what we're looking for. And huh. unlike some of the other people that have higher level basketball experience, you don't want it to be someone that the audience like, oh, I remember him playing for Auburn. Right, That's exactly. That's distracting. I agree You wanted that. to be someone like, where'd they find this guy? And the answer is the What's Right podcast. <laughs> He's in co-host. <laughs> okay, we're get, this has to happen. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm like staring at a picture of them both. I'm like, this would be kind of badass if this happened. Because that has, what I've seen of the show is the guys that are playing, you know, like Magic, they're not necessarily one or the other they just happen to be good enough at both skills right the acting and yes. the basketball so and they were not and big I names think which Byron i love scott's gonna have a big role in the plot he just I needs to be there and be handsome byron scott needs to be there be handsome and play handsome. basketball yeah do that and Smile. so i think he can do it i think okay. he can do it Try i'm in on this happen. we gotta right, know somebody you, okay we're taking a quick break <laughs> we're gonna call some agents and whatnot and we'll be right back to be best friends Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. 
Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Okay, here we go. I'm not even going to argue with you on this, but what? because obviously we're on a path right now to best friendship, um, and I think anyone watching and listening is probably very aware of that. They can very feel clear. it. But we do need to, as best friends, make sure our differences are not breaking. Um, oh. I know that you did the top 50 players in the last 50 years, which I laugh every time I hear you explaining it to people because they'll bring up, what about, and you're like, the last 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, Nick, what big about? oversight. <laughs> You didn't include Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain. Every time. I'm like, listen, <laughs> idiots. You think I made a list that includes Dwight Howard and Sidney Moncrief, and I just <laughs> forgot about Wilt. Or I laugh every time. I laugh yeah, every time I correct. hear you. <laughs> yeah, it's Kareem's rookie year to now. God, so but, but, oh yeah, exactly. There, that's, the, that's the cutoff. Um, but you have LeBron as number one, which obviously, mm-hmm. not to be a basic-ass bitch, but it is... It is one half of the debate that will last our lifetimes as MJ and LeBron. And you have MJ at three. Mm-hmm. How much flack have you gotten because of that? Just the top. Well, three? I've gotten, you know, no one was surprised that I had LeBron at one. Okay. The surprise was that I had Kareem at two. But mm-hmm. I would ask you this. Michelle. If someone <laughs> were to come over to your house and say, can I see your studio? I want to look at your shoes. This sure. Is quite the collection. And they were to say, pick out your three favorite pairs. And you okay. had to do it. And these are, of Ooh. all your shoes, your three favorites. And then they were to say, okay, rank them. One of those pairs that at different moments you might say, this is my favorite, would yeah. actually come in third. Someone was like, hey, who are the three best presidents ever? It's like, well... <laughs> I don't know. George Washington started the thing, put him on the list. Lincoln did some important things. I'll give him there. And FDR was elected four times. So, you know, I, you know, I don't know too much about the New Deal, but people seem to like it. It's like, okay, those are the three best ever. One of them's third. Point being, when three okay. guys have an argument for GOAT, someone who has an argument for GOAT is actually third. That is definitional. Yeah. So the real question is, does do Kareem and LeBron have arguments? And the answer is, of course they do. Yeah. On the Kareem side of things, if we were to, again, remove the mythology around Michael Jordan, and we were to say, okay, there are these three guys that we're trying to decide who's the best. And it's like, all right, give me the resume of each of them. And one's like, okay, of the three, this guy scored the most points. Okay. Of all of them. He has the most MVPs of all of them he is tied for the most championships of all of them and he is tied for the most finals appearances of all of them it's like okay he's got a really good argument and everyone's like actually no no one even mentions him in fact some people have him sixth it's like yeah well maybe did people not do their research and by the way i was one of those people because as you know people on twitter love to find old tweets and send them to you and they're like oh (laughs) Explain yourself from this one, Nick. Is this when you? When you were 24 years old. <laughs> and I have a tweet from 2011 
Oh god. That has Kareem behind Magic and Michael. Okay. Has LeBron 12th by the way. Which okay, 11, 2011. I, okay. That's 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Um and people are like, "Oh, what did Kareem do in the last decade to move up?" <laughs> and the answer is nothing, but it I hadn't done the research. And I hate hearing do your own research when it comes to things that people go to school for or science or medicine. But when it comes to sports history, it's actually pretty fucking easy. (laughs) Go to YouTube, go to the reference pages, you read the articles. And I just felt that Kareem, for a lot of reasons, was unfairly covered during his era because he was... You know, we don't do well with outspoken black men in 2022. I mean. How about 1972 of an outspoken black man turned Muslim who changed his name? (laughs) Yeah. How do you think he was covered by the old sports press? So there was that. And there was also the fact that when Kareem was at his best, which was the 70s, for most people, the NBA, NBA history started in the 80s. So Kareem's longevity, I think, works against him. Because I think most people remember Kareem with okay. goggles alongside Magic as the second option. Yeah, you're right. If he had retired earlier, it, it maybe, and you had no memories of him, then I think that actually could work in his benefit. So I think Kareem deserves to be in the discussion. I, we don't have to relitigate LeBron thing. I, I think he is... I, I think he has had a greater basketball career and has shown the ability to win under different circumstances more than any player ever. And he is bigger, stronger, faster than Michael Jordan. That tends to help. All those things. He's definitely the, bigger. The biggest knock on Jordan is simply the length of it. Mm. Kareem and LeBron are going to have played almost double the real career that Jordan played. And... That's got to matter as long as all of them, none of them were the Akeem or Patrick Ewing at the very end. Kareem, at age 40, averaged 22 a game in the finals. <laughs> Jordan is lionized at age 40 for averaging 20 a game for a 37-win Wizards team. You know, LeBron well, last year at age 19, or year 19, averaged 30 a game. So that's, that's the argument. And I also think some right. of the Jordan stuff's just bullshit, Michelle, if I'm being totally honest. ESPN does a poll. Who's the greatest <laughs> college player of all time? Jordan wins it. Oh, the, that, no. the, it, I had I had to listen to uh, when somebody said Kyrie is the best finisher at the basket, like under the rim ever. I had to listen to one of my colleagues say, no, it's Michael <laughs> Jordan. If they did a poll today, who's the tallest player in NBA history? Jordan <laughs> would get 35% of the vote. Like, well, oh, I think it's Jordan. Absence. It's the absence thing. It's like it's been so long since we've seen him. And for many of us, he was sort of our formative NBA fandom years that it's like it's the it's the legend. It just grows and grows and grows. That's I think that's part. Well, Look, I, I'm in that camp. Like I'm uh, he's obviously my favorite of all time. And uh, you like him I more than it. Duncan? No, I mean, as far as te- like I'm always going to be a Spurs fan. But for me, Michael Jordan was and I, and I think I'm the majority of people in that era, like. I had posters all over my, he's the reason I started watching basketball. And then, you know, moving here and going to Spur, And I was like, oh, okay, I have a team now. I wasn't a Bulls fan. I was just a Michael Jordan fan. And so that was my start. I also think, and this doesn't, you're too young for this to apply to you. But the generation of media that is a touch older than you 
that is also the generation of retired players who get to have big uh, platforms, a lot of them. Yeah. A ton of their own legacy is tied to Jordan being the unquestioned GOAT. So mm. if, if you are one guy I love and one guy who's fine, Charles Barkley and Reggie Miller, <laughs> you are incentivized that Michael Jordan's the greatest ever. Why didn't you win a title? Well, I was up against the greatest ever. If you, are, if, if, if you are a broadcaster who made his bones in the 90s, mm-hmm. you want to represent that as the NBA on NBC, Snapper Jones and John Tesh. And, and John Tesh's music <laughs> as the apex of basketball. As opposed to an era of basketball where your second best player could be John Starks and you were a contender. As opposed to Hmm. an era of basketball where you could have two power forwards named Antonio and Dale Davis. And it's like, you know what? (laughs) Might win the title. And so you're like, it, it is, there are a lot of people whose money and legacies and reputations are inextricably and... For other people, it's not money, legacy, and reputations. It is something even more powerful. Childhood nostalgia yeah, that's is the, tied to, it's huge. I was watching a god. Mm-hmm. And now, as we're adults, watching someone who I think is clearly better, we don't have that childlike eyes on it, and it doesn't feel as special. So we're like, no, just doesn't feel the same. But I have heard, like, it's... <laughs> I mean, people, and this isn't me, the straw man. People argue part of Jordan's goat case as, huh, who has the greatest selling shoes ever? He made bald well. heads cool. <laughs> he, he, was, he was the best dressed. It's like, you got to be kidding me. The and best so dressed. Those think, suits were awful. And those jeans, he still wears those well, shit yeah, jeans. Right. Well, now, at the <laughs> time, I actually think he was well-dressed for the era. He, the problem is he got, he, he got stuck in a, in a time oh, capsule for the era did. of the did. oversized acid-washed jeans. True or false, LeBron James won't shave his head because Michael Jordan was always bald. I think it's false. I think LeBron James won't shave his head because he still thinks, you know what, I'm pulling this off. He's holding on. You know what? I'm holding on to dear life. <laughs> Gotta wear hats, man. You gotta wear hats. Okay. Uh, F1. Yes, we both love that, right? I'm, I don't know. Don't do this. Don't do this. Verstappen. You love him? Do you love Verstappen? I know nothing about him. I just know the names. Well, you you got him. It's good order. I mean, well, no, it's it's fine. Okay, fine. We're going to get you to that. But there's a tie in because I actually saw this this morning. It's F1 into Top Gun uh, because I saw a thing today that Tom Cruise was going to have Lewis Hamilton play uh, one of the fighter pilots. But the season was scheduled, did not work out, which wow. bums. I know. So, but that really allows me to say Top Gun, greatest movie or. Okay. Best so, this is where Gabe, our fellow producers, he to loves set it. me up to be crushed. Oh, he's going to do this. So, here's the thing I think Tom Cruise is one of the greatest movie stars of any yes. era. I Fair. think that Mission Impossible 3 through 7 <laughs> is. Good the Lord. greatest series of action movies ever made. Uh, yeah. I, I also think that there are these, again, this is kind of similar to my Jordan take. There are these movies. Nostalgia. 
from the 80s. Like one of them, and I can never remember the name of it. But it, I know Keanu Reeves is in it, and he says, I am an FBI agent. Point break. Yeah, that. Oh, love it. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Like, like, a lot of those movies that people are like, oh, my God, they're unbelievable. Here's all I want them to. I, here's the only thing I want these people to understand. I want them to understand that in 25 years, there's going to be a crop of 40-somethings mm -hmm. that are going to be like, oh, let me tell you, the cinematic masterpiece that was Vin Diesel, Paul oh, Walker, God. and Fast and the Furious. May he rest. And, and yeah. they're going to they're gonna stand on it the same way everyone tries to sell me that Top Gun is just an all-time movie. It's it is the an same movie. thing. It is an all-time okay. American cinematic masterpiece. Uh, but I, oh. I, I'm with you because I am the nostalgia... Like I go to Def Leppard concerts still. Like I and that's and that's all I want to do. Like forty years from now, they're gonna be going to Halsey concerts. Like it's nostalgic. And like, no, it's not. It's not gonna be the same. And that bums me out because Top Gun, the second one, the one we just had, was so much fun. But one hundred percent just based past on Titanic. Yeah, I How mean, about that? which was yesterday awful. past Titanic, Titanic for like the, the seventh movie. highest grossing movie ever domestically. See? I read that. America. No, Tom Cruise, true movie star, huge true movie, movie star. star, crazy, maybe the devil, but. True movie star. In Maybe every the devil. Oh God, they're going to come get me. They're, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, you, by the way, can I ask? I don't yeah. want you to reveal too much. Are, where, where geographically are you located? Oh, are you in I'm California? In Texas. Texas, oh, you're yeah. in Texas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I came back to the, uh, not the motherland. Oh, tax dodger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, California got all my monies. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Peace. <laughs> oh, God. I, California know, I and New in, York. I lived in Texas for four years. Oof, I lived in Houston. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's Texas, Texas. That's more oh, Texas God. than San Antonio, I think. Yeah, yeah oh. feels like it. Houston is weird it's, because it's... Houston, within the loop of the yeah. actual city, there's a highway loop, is to me a top five city in America because Fair. it's the you can get an amazing house for almost no money. The food is unbelievable, and every type of food. Mm -hmm. incredibly diverse there's an nba team that matters and that matters to me you are not far from water the, yep. the women are gorgeous <laughs> if you're into as i maybe was you know in my youth when i was living there the gentleman's club scene oh it's that's top true. three in america that's right the problem is it is surrounded all on all sides by how do i put this nicely the worst people in the world. Hillbillies. And so at any point, given yeah. time, you feel outnumbered. Yeah. And so if you could pick Houston up and put it somewhere else, I'd live You're there Austin. in a heartbeat. If you could put yeah. it next to Austin. Yeah. And then pick both those places up <laughs> and put them in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like golden. Then yeah. then you're fine. Are you in Austin or San Antonio? Or you I'm in San Antonio. Okay, yeah, I'm in San Antonio. Fine. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's fine. a little more peaceful, but also, I mean, look. At the end of the day, I'm here because family and friends, not because of the state itself. <laughs> if we're being honest, that we we differ on a lot of things, uh, and that's fine. So now I feel like Gabe's setting us up because it says gambling. Does that mean you're pro or anti? Oh, I mean, I I'm what you call a gambling addict. Oh, good. So okay. I guess that makes me pro. Um, yeah. No, listen, I'll tell you a very quick story, Michelle, or I guess two quick stories. I was 12 years old. Uh, I didn't know, you know, my dad had kind of a checkered past before he got married. 
barely graduated high school, uh, caught on to the fire department, and turned his life around. Ended up getting a law degree, a master's, and was president Jeez. of the firefighters union for 30 years. Okay? But I didn't know that as a kid, he was a hustler and ran, <laughs> you know, some gambling operations, right? Yes. So we get a pool. We, we go to play pool, get a small pool table in the basement of our house. My dad and I are playing nine ball. <laughs> and it's like $3 on the five, $5 on the nine. Okay. And I get up 40 bucks on. I beat him five in a row and hit the three and the nine or the five and the nine each time. And he's like, I'm 12. He's like, got to give me a chance to win it back. I'm like, no problem. You stink at this. He's like, okay, <laughs> then we got to raise the stakes. I'm like, no problem. You stink at this. Oh. And in the course of 90 minutes, he won it all back and got it to where I owed him $112, <laughs> which I'm 12 years old. So that might as well lesson. be 7,000. I have no way to pay it. And my dad told me, okay, $10 a month oh. for the next year. You got to figure it out. I'm like, that's 120. He's like, yeah. That's a low vig. And his thought was, yeah, his thought was, that's oh going to teach my son the risks of gambling. Well. Taught his son a different lesson. Man, if you figure this out, you can make a lot of money doing this. Yeah, and then, can. smash cut a decade later, Michelle, oh, no. I'm fresh out of college. I audition to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Get on it. Win 50 grand. They send you the check. They don't even take out the taxes. You're responsible for that. Oh. No, you're responsible for it. And I live in Kansas City. It's fresh off the internet. Poker boom. I had won all this money playing poker in college. There's five brick and mortar casinos in Kansas City. Damn. That 50 grand did not last long, Michelle. But you know what I call that? I call that an investment. Yes, and invest that's like my postgraduate education. So yeah, yeah, I I'm noting to play a game of chance or two. Chance. I recently was on I was on TV playing Phil Helmuth in a heads up poker match for 50 grand. Poker's like that. that's a time investment too. That's not just money, that's time. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, but that's like me. That's like me because I was never I always wanted to be an NBA player. Sure. I, was, I realized around like 12 it's not going to happen. Same. Um and but that to me is like the closest I'll ever come to playing pro sports is playing poker against professionals yeah. with real stakes you know what i mean in their environment those the pressure of all that stuff but yeah so yeah, yeah i gamble so i don't know what you want to talk about with gambling but i'll talk no about i just it. want to make I, sure you were pro because the way i was like oh is he setting it up like you're anti and then i'm like gonna be no there's some it. great new poker rooms in houston by the really? way really unbelievable sammy farha opened one one of my friends opened one when i lived there i had to play in these underground games it was mm -hmm. terrible now there's legal poker in Houston at these poker clubs. We're getting there. Marijuana's next, yeah. Texas. Marijuana's next. I see yeah, you. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's going to be a while. I'll be dead. Uh, in Italy, Italy, we are pro. I'm going, going in three days. Yeah, where are you going? Well, flying into Rome Perfect. and then exploring from there. But mm -hmm. here is the context of it. And, I'll, and again, I'll be quick. I, I asked you how long you want this thing to be, and now we're going over. because That's fine. I am going to Italy with my wife. Perfect. Her best friend, who I adore. Okay. My mother, okay, and my wife's grandparents, who <laughs> are eighty nine and ninety two. Wow! So, the grandparents we took to Barcelona right what? before the pandemic. So when they okay. were ninety and eighty seven or whatever it would be, I love uh, it. And it was unbelievable. And so now I'm we're all going 
to Rome and yes. I can't wait. I'm Italian. I yeah. I I I could not be more excited for it. Yeah, I was born in Rome. My mom's born and raised in Rome and like that's uh the eating. You're going to have wait, to have really? white pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm going to Italy in September, but I'm going to for F1. But uh yeah, no, born and raised. We have a house like an hour north of Rome that no one's been do to. Do you have dual citizenship? I I do, but I didn't get my, I have to get my passport done again and it's really not that easy. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass. But, but I that's thought about unbelievable. It. Yeah, so I, the food little. alone is like... Exit plan oh. if you need one. I, exactly. When things <laughs> hit the fan, as uh, they tend to do. I'm yeah, so, has anyone been... Like, I'm so excited for you guys because to me, it's... You have to I go. did that. I, oh, have let me show go. you something real quick before we go because I'm such a nerd. This is like my brand is cool nerd. Like I have the diamond <laughs> change, chains and a super hot wife, but like I'm just a nerd. Uh, and so like that's, that's kind of the brand I lean into. I did this yesterday. This right here. Plus Shut your this, mouth. And this, and then this. This is the, this is the Rome. Everything. This is your play-by-play -play information. So this is, this is all the vintage shops because my wife has a oh, boutique in New York City that she shops for around the world. By the awesome. way, people should check it out. It's called Trentage. It's in Harlem. That's it's on cool. Nineteenth and Lenox. This is the restaurants, which is what I care about. Yep. This is the monuments that I want to go see. And so Good I just, Lord. by the way, this is my Rome trip. This is my TV show for today. Like that's just, amazing. I, I just have a manila folder with different color Sharpie for every show I've ever done. That's and for very every trip I've ever taken. Yeah, it's very play by play. Like those guys, that's how they do that's, it. Yeah, that's right. That's how they do and it. I, yeah. Yeah. I was I never like allowed that. to do play by play. Got cut from the staff as a freshman <laughs> in college. Syracuse said, get out of here. It's overrated. It's, 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 yeah, it's overrated. Who wants to talk without giving your opinion? Thank Seems you. Miserable. I'm not interested. It's just painting Seems pictures with words. Miserable. I'm out. Um, all right. Taking yeah. one, one last break and then we'll come back and we'll say goodbye. But okay. Italy. Italy. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. We're back. I'm talking, I'm just thinking about Italian food right now. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'm going to end on one thing. I want to ask you yeah. this question. I don't know if you saw it on the Instagram or, or wherever the hell it was over the weekend, but is this next story crazy, brilliant, or both? So the story synopsis basically is a woman ordered some food, I believe it was Del Taco, to be delivered to her home address. Now, she's not home, but her husband is. Husband's supposed to be there alone. She gets in contact with the delivery driver, says, hey, look, I don't need you to drop the food off. As a matter of fact, don't drop the food off. But I've tipped you an extra 10 bucks. All I want you to do is go and tell me what cars are in the driveway. <laughs> it goes... And that was, we're trying to figure out brilliant, crazy, or both. Crazy? Did the delivery driver do it? Apparently. He said, okay, I'm in line at Del Taco now, but he's going to, yeah. It's I kinda, don't love that, Michelle. It's, it's opening up a can, it. right? I feel like you're inserting yourself into someone else's affairs, no pun intended. Mm -hmm. And I... Unless there's I'm, no, if there are no cars in the driveway, then I can be like, okay, you're, nothing's here. 
Maybe, I, but if there is. <laughs> I don't love that. Listen, we all live in a surveillance state as is, but I yeah. don't also now need to worry about my seamless guy. You know what I mean? Peering in. Like, like, and, and there's just, there's, oh. Ooh. Although if he was smart and, and enterprising, you knock on the door, sir, I've been in contact with your wife, um, and I noticed you've got extra cars in your driveway. For this fee, I can tell her the driveway's empty. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you play them against each like, other. I don't of care. Course. Have you ever asked a delivery driver to like make an extra stop? No. Because that used to be our big thing in college. In college, no. before um, the seamless and stuff existed, but you yeah. could still get food delivered if you called the place directly. God, We'd call the place and be like, hey, also, by the way, really need a pack of smokes <laughs> and a 12-pack of beer. And they did it? Like, yeah, we were in Syracuse, and I think That's they all. understood. Oh. They were like, you don't want to brave this snow. I'm going out there anyway. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's like, listen, I'm, I'll tip you extra. Can you please do it? Yeah, that, that's, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, I, think that, I think that's a win-win for all parties involved. I don't think if I called on like, hey, I need you to do all this. Also, can you see if my also. girlfriend's cheating on me? It's too much I, pressure. I, I think I'd opt I don't want it. That. So I'm just going to say it's crazy. All right, crazy. Crazy, yeah. brilliant, brilliantly crazy. Yeah. First things first, Fox Sports 1. What's right? What's right? Which On is where YouTube we're also going to see the future Byron Scott. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's yep. going to happen. We're going to make that happen. I'm glad this finally yeah. happened. I feel like this is good. It's me too. I'm glad you don't dislike me. Yeah, I don't even know where one would get that. It's not like yeah. I've been at a party and like gave you the shit. I'm nothing. No, nothing. again, it's my own idiosyncrasies. <laughs> I just operate under the assumption people dislike me and then I do I'm that less too. disappointed. You know what I, I do mean? that too, I though. I operate under that. I'm like, eh, probably not a fan of old Nick Wright. But then <laughs> you get to know me and you're like, you know what? He's a charming fella. He's a got little a thing. too self-assured for my liking, <laughs> but a charming fella all the same. Michelle, He's got this it. was a pleasure. I appreciate you. This was awesome. I appreciate it. We'll see you guys on the next one.